Well, howdy, all you cinephiles, cinefreaks, and cinemaniacs. Welcome to another exciting episode of Cinema Smackdown. My name is Michael, and with me, as always, is Greg and Tyler. Hey, y'all. Howdy. The three of us are obsessed with movies. We're so obsessed, we made this podcast about it. We take two similar movies and pit them against each other in a fight for ultimate glory. The three of us will comb through every aspect of these movies to finally answer the ultimate double feature question, which one's better? And today we have the Battle of the Wild West. It's the Western Frontier versus the OK Corral. A nihilistic modern Western versus an homage to the classics. Vigilante Justice versus Martial Law and Order. You guessed it, partner. It's Unforgiven versus Tombstone. In my boot. Oh man, this is gonna get old real quick. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> but we can't help it. It's a Western theme today. Yeah, we got Unforgiven versus Tombstone, guys. Very exciting. Very good movies. Very good movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of these movies will beat the other one, of course. Okay. And we'll end up in our season finale bracket. If you've been listening this whole time, which I hope you have been, you, you know have. that it will join the ranks of Men in Black, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, The Matrix, and Heathers as well as a few others in our future episodes to have an Elite Eight turned into Final Four, and then a Final Two, and then a winner of the whole damn season. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! You're so good at that. Every time you do it, I'm like, I have, I don't even know what day it is. I'm just enthralled. I'm listening. I'm listening. I was on the cusp of not remembering some of those winners. I know. But I, I saw it I in your eyes. Out, I, I was like, too. what was How next? How are you going to do it? But I did. I Jurassic really, Park. just write it down at some point. I know. I can't even, like, literally don't We're even know lazy what that. my name We're is. We're too lazy for that. But speaking of lazy, we got some lazy westerns oh, today. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeehaw! We got Unforgiven and Tombstone. I want to know what are these movies about? What is what the plot? are they about? You want to know what these movies are about? Yes, yeah. yes, I do. Well, let's talk about Unforgiven. <laughs> Retired Old West gunslinger William Money reluctantly takes on one last job with the help of his old partner Ned Logan and a young man, the Showfield Kid. Ooh, yeah, that Ooh. sounds fun. It sounds fun, and it, it sounds. Uh, it's a log line for the movie. But like a long more. line. Yeah. <laughs> All of these are basically just like the elevator pitch. Yeah, totally. Know? Yeah. And Tombstone is about a successful lawman's plans to retire anonymously in Tombstone, Arizona, are disrupted by the kind of outlaws he was famous for eliminating. Oh my God. Very basic. That's a good That's elevator a, pitch, yeah, though. I want to see that pitch. movie. If I was in an elevator and someone pitched that to me, I'd be like, I'm going to give you a million dollars. Yeah. Wow. But Can I don't have. Go. Oh, okay. I want to end up in that, that elevator. I take back my question that I was going to ask. Then, if you don't have a million dollars, I have nothing to say to you. I have. Yes. So, Craig. Um, 
You want to tell us some fun facts about these movies? Well, before I do that, I really want to know who's in it. Oh, what? okay. And what's it about? Oh, sorry. No, there's there's a whole apologize. league of stars. We I need was to really know. leaning into not having <laughs> He to just look really at you. wanted to know a little bit you about went with You went with the bit of not talking to yeah. Tyler anymore, yeah. Yeah. which I respect your yeah. commitment to the bit. Yeah, yeah. yes, and. Yes, and tell me those people. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Unforgiven here. It's directed by Clint Eastwood. It's written by David Webb Peoples, who is the writer of 12 Monkeys, Blade Runner. <gasps> a lot of sci-fi, actually, which Good is kind movies. of interesting that yeah. he kind of did a Western. Uh, it's starring Clint Eastwood, mm. uh, Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman, Richard Harris as English Bob, which many millennials would know as Dumbledore. The, the first, first one. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, Francis Fisher <laughs> and James Wolvet as the Schofield Kid. Okay, ah, Schofield. 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 No, I think it's. You're I right. mean, is it the Schofield? I don't know. It's the name of some gun. It's. I think it's a Schofield uh, gun. Is what he's named at. I don't know. We're not gunslingers. We're over not here. gun guys. Come on, James. Guys. We're movie guys. We're just three guys talking about movies that we've seen. <laughs> uh, Tombstone is directed by George P. Cosmatos mm-hmm. and Kevin Jari? Question mark. Wait, it's directed by Kevin Jari? Yeah, he actually was the original director and was fired. From directing, because he's the screenwriter. Correct. Right? He also wrote this movie. Um, he also wrote Glory, First Blood, and The Mummy. Ooh, The, the Mummy. Yeah, <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> you can tell exactly how old we are by the the movies that we perk up at. Late nineties fun. Oh, I got a boner. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, it's starring Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton. Michael Bean as Johnny Ringo, Dana Delaney, Stephen Lang, and so many more people. So many every more. every I white mean, person. Billy Bob shows up. Did Billy you say Bob. Billy Zane? Billy Zane Billy is Zane's not starring in, in it, but he he's is in it. He's in it. He's definitely and in I it. I think he's worth a mention. Yeah, his wig is more worth a mention. I know his wig is worth thousands. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in the mentions in the comments, <laughs> and I'm talking time period thousands. <laughs> oh yeah, with yeah. inflation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and now. I would like to know some fun Ferris facts. Oh, you facts. you want to know them? I want to know them now. Not Ferris himself? No, no, no. Okay. I want to know facts. This is for everyone. Fun fink facts. These are fun fink facts. Here we go. So, Unforgiven, uh, that main theme music that plays in the beginning and end and throughout was composed by Clint Eastwood. Wow. No. Isn't that nuts? There's Can- a There's a separate composer for most of the score, but that theme was written by Clint. Can he just let go of control for like one That's second? That's insane on his to movies? me. Like I didn't even know he could do music. He He's gets just... hotter and hotter every That's second. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah, there's a lot about Clint. There's a lot that's good, a lot that's bad, and a little yeah. that's ugly. <laughs> I knew where that was going right after uh, the, the second. It took me a that second. Was a good setup. Yeah, yeah. Great. I got there. I got there. Yeah. So this That's a movie. <laughs> this script you mentioned was written by David Webb uh, Peoples. Is that his that's name? That's correct, yes. Um he wrote that in the early seventies, and oh. this script was just floating around Hollywood for like twenty years. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah, so at one point, Francis Ford Coppola was set to direct it, and then Clint Eastwood in the 80s bought the rights out from under him and then just sat on it until he was old enough to play the role, basically. Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so- I I wonder what a Francis Ford Coppola version of this would be like. Very different. Yep. You know, this feels like a Clint movie, a Clint Eastwood movie. I also have scripts that have been floating around Hollywood <laughs> oh, for the yeah? last 20 years. <laughs> 
<laughs> since the 70s. Yep. <laughs> and one more fact about the man himself, Clint Eastwood. He's the theme of his entire movie, as he is with all of his movies. Uh, he was in a relationship with Frances Fisher at the time, the woman who plays the sort of madame of the, the mom from house. Titanic. The mom from Titanic. Yeah. Yes, Rose's mm-hmm. mom. So they were in a relationship. It started as an affair in the late 80s. Oh, shit. Clint has had many, many, many affairs. Clint, you dog many, you. Many children from many different wives. And she's one of them because during filming, he got her pregnant. <gasps> yeah, and they dated for a few more years, gave birth to the child. Apparently, this is the only child, uh, only one of his kids whose birth he was present for. Good um, for you, man. I'm <laughs> yeah, glad you were the only there. one he actually like cared about. But then they broke up a few years later, and he moved on. I wonder if uh, he didn't care he, that long. I wonder no, if he, he was he unforgiven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when he talks about in this movie how he used to be a piece of shit and he should, doesn't deserve forgiveness, I think about like he's done a lot of women wrong. I went through his whole history. No one even knows how many kids he has. He won't. He won't say. There's like so many kids from so many different. It's like people. that scene from, from most Lock of them. Hard. Yeah, they're affairs. He's he's married, but then sleeps with like so many other women. That's badass. Are you sure you're one of mine? <laughs> I good. also have lots of kids floating around. Hollywood oh wow, you got scripts and kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that is disgusting. not true. <laughs> you know what is true though. A movie called Tombstone. <gasps> yeah. Kind of. It's based on real shit. And I'm going to yeah. transition right into some fun facts about Tombstone. That was a beautiful, beautiful transition. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the director of this movie, George P. Costanza, was it? George Costanza. Um, so you said that he uh, was brought in after Kevin Jari was directing, Yeah, Kevin, right? Kevin Jari directed for a very short amount of time, yeah. and he was fired. Yes. And then brought in George P. Cosmatos. So the way that the story goes, and most of the cast and crew have confirmed this, that this George Costanza guy <laughs> uh, was brought in- What's the deal? As basically just the face of the director, but wasn't really directing. Kurt Russell was the one who was the ghost director of this film. You mean the guy playing Wyatt Earp? Yeah, yeah. Val has confirmed it, most of the other cast. Why wouldn't he want the credit? I don't know. I think that's a good question. Maybe he doesn't want to be known as a Clint Eastwood type that does. Yeah, no, has know. he directed anything? Else? You know, he was Maybe like, ghost I don't want anyone to know that I directed this movie. And then when he's at Crafty, he's like, you know, who's really directing this movie? Yeah. Me. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anyone. And if you watch the movie, there are so the, many the hero shots of Kurt Russell that it makes sense he's directing and he's making himself look like the coolest guy ever. And the best shot ever. No. Yeah, yeah which he directed. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Um, <laughs> now on to Val Kilmer. Uh, oh. We've mentioned him. Kind of steals the show from this amazing, movie. Amazing, um, amazing performance. And he has dedication. You know, he goes a little method sometimes. He, uh, first of all, he practiced his quick draw countless hours so that it would be real on screen. There's no camera trickery. He's really like drawing that super fast. His oh, quick shit. draw gun. And when he's on his deathbed, he had the art department fill the deathbed with ice so that he would be shaking and in feel terrible pain while he's in that scene trying to act. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> I mean, is that acting though? I mean, I mean, that's really I will cool. say this. That's good. The performance good works. Whatever the process yeah. is, yeah. the outcome works. The, pr- the product <laughs> works. And you know, people him. talk about him being difficult to work with and I think that might be, you know, sometimes he goes a little too method, things like that. Always but, on set with a camera. But he pops on screen, baby. He does. He pops. He made and- me pop off screen. <laughs> Uh, one there's there is one actor in this movie who might pop for you who might not because you might miss him 
Uh, it's a chubby Billy Bob Thornton, as Billy. we mentioned. He's in one scene, and it's a, you know, a pretty decent-sized scene, maybe five minutes. He didn't have any dialogue on the script. They just told him to ad-lib. They said, just be a bully. And oh, all shit. of his lines are just ad Oh, that's cool. He's yeah. the one that um, Kurt Russell slaps the shit out yeah. of, he right? Bit, slaps he him, he bitch slaps, slaps him. him so hard that uh-huh. he just starts to bleed. That made me want to f- bitch slap somebody just yeah. to see if... <laughs> Just to see if I could make them bleed because it's so it's a power. Can you do it in three slaps? That's though? power that right there. Three slaps. I've seen people be slapped and I've seen them be slapped hard, but I've never seen blood come. To out be of fair, mouth. on the third slap, he does backhand. So there, there's a little does bit he of knuckle. Have a ring. Knuck oh, it's if just you knuckle. A little bit of knuckle there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they also pistol whip a lot of people in that movie. Yeah, yeah. there's and one pistol that whip cool. that is really hilarious, and he misses the man entirely yet they it kept it works. in the movie yeah yeah, he, yeah the guy just falls to the ground <laughs> and he, it's like it's because it's a power you're scared you're like oh a gun's gonna a gun's coming right? at me i'm right. just gonna go to the ground yeah yeah so yeah those are some uh fun facts for tombstone and unforgiven not only fun but they were interesting those were <gasps> facts that we just listened to wow <laughs> wow 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 hey guys hey tyler um, I just, I want to move into an interesting little segment here. Ooh, I love this, interesting these segments. These movies are about some outlaws, some lawman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know if we were outlaws back in the Wild West, 1880, you know, what what would be our name? What would be, we be known for? Oh, well, yeah. What would our outlaw persona be? Yeah, who would we <laughs> be in those, in those times? Oh, my God. Our pictures would just be posted on every... Those little sketch door. drawings. Little yeah. sketch, yeah. That's a good question. And I'm going to call this segment, We're Outlaws! We're <laughs> Outlaws! <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> spittoon right there. <laughs> spittoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think I, I think I have an idea. Oh, okay. Um, I would be known as Sneaky Finky the Kid. <laughs> that would be my name. Because I think that, in general, I'm... Um, I'm pretty good at being a sneak, Ooh. and my crimes would involve all sorts of sneakiness. So it could be pickpocketing, <laughs> which I think in another life I'd be really if I dedicated myself to pickpocketing, pickpocketing. I can't even say it, but I would be able Thinking to do it. Um, I can't say it, but I'll. God, you know, damn. I'd be I'm like really good at a it. real Aladdin type street rat, street rat fink. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> street rat <laughs> sneaky fink. No, it's too much. Yeah, too much. Too what, much. Was the, what was the original um, name? Uh, Sneaky Finky the Kid. <laughs> that one. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the one. Finky the Kid. Because I'd also not only be pickpocketing, but maybe sneaking around on uh, married men's wives and just sneaking around. Oh being my God. Just a little sneak. No, you, you better lock your door there, Martha, because <laughs> Sneaky Finky the Kid's out. <laughs> Sneaky uh-huh. Finky the Kid. I got a bounty on my head. It's $5. Five whole dollars. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd be like the most notorious outlaw, but you know, I'd be a know. nuisance around town. I mean, how sure. many women are we talking about here? Enough to, you know, I, I really have to sneak around and not get killed, you know? You <laughs> it's know? true. Yeah. It's true. Stealing another man's whiskey, too. Ooh. Because I'm sneaky. Stop. One man. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything fun, so I just started to say. Aladdin. It's okay. Aladdin. Yeah. I was we'll trying to do the Aladdin post. thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, fix we'll fix it in post. If I was an outlaw, I'd call myself uh, one thumbed. <laughs> <laughs> One thumbed Ferris, and I, I'd be known for uh, plugging holes oh. with your one with, with your, my thumb. What kind of holes? Any hole you want plugged. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Men, women, 
Just plugging holes. What about literally just like a leak in my roof? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Com- Honestly, my no, radiator that, that's has a what leak. I was actually going for. I'd be uh, one thumbed Ferris and I'd be known for, for yeah, I, 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 maybe I just like a handyman. Oh, <laughs> pun intended because the thumbs Cause on the hand. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. Handyman. Um, so you wouldn't, you I would, wouldn't be an outlaw. You would just be <laughs> would someone be a, that helps people. A very helpful man. But when I'm in your house, I'll fuck your wife. Oh, there's that outlaw. What a twist. There's that outlaw. Also, for the for the listeners who might not know, we should let them know you are actually missing a thumb. I'm missing a thumb. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so the moniker yeah. fits. The monocle. The mon the moner moner moderator. Yeah. What about okay. you? What's uh, okay. your outlaw um, name? So I've given this so much thought over the years. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that we've decided to finally talk about this. Uh, I would be known as the fart break kid. No. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, we both quit. Um, wait, I have some more to tell you. Wow, is that a, <laughs> that's that's a the voice, voice I would use as as a fart break kid. No, I'd, I'd uh, you know go into restaurants like really fancy ones, and I'd just like walk around and and not order anything ever. And I would just crop dust the entire restaurant. You would just fart Everyone would leave, and then you'd just go to the <laughs> empty seats where the food's already set down. And, and I'd eat everyone's plate. That's. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm stealing their whiskey. That's right? a great <laughs> superpower. Mine sucks. Y'all's is good. I didn't, no, yours I didn't is good. Think yours is great. You're going to use your, your one thumb to plug up all the holes. All the holes. And, you know, that can be a crime in some some places. Right. You know? Most you, places. <laughs> you can't jaywalk. You can't walk with a popsicle in your back pocket. And you can't plug, plug your Holes. holes. Or you can't plug a hole. Yep. Well, let's uh let's plug the holes in these plots because I want to talk about these movies. Just what All are right. we thinking? You All know, right. Unforgiven and time. Tombstone. Yeah. Unforgivable. <laughs> Unforgivable. Very different. You remember movies. that YouTube video? Oh yeah. Unforgivable. Yeah. That also tells you how old we are. Like, Met a girl you there. had to be a teenager Trying in on like some skirts. Oh <laughs> six. I was like, what does that smell like? Yeah. It's early YouTube. <laughs> early YouTube. Um. um yeah. Un- Wait, I want to say yeah. from the very jump mm-hmm. that this was my first time ever watching a Western. Woo-hoo! That's crazy. Aside like, from Wild Wild West. I literally have never <laughs> seen a Western. I'm from Texas. I probably just like couldn't. I was going to say you couldn't pay me to watch a Western. But you just did for but free. But I did it for free. <laughs> you did it for, for free. free. So, but uh, honestly, I loved them. Wow. <laughs> Were you expecting to love them? No, I was expecting to hate it. I was expecting to be like, oh, God. Was this one of the I... ones that you were like dreading to do? Yes. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be awful. It's going to be boring. I don't care. Long shots of like people very, very far away at five in the morning as the sun rises. Yeah, I think I think just like the <sighs> the overall idea of a Western slow paced. Right. Lots of like big wide shots. Not what really... I found was that. Westerns are like plays, and yes. I love plays. Yeah, yeah, they really are. There's like act one, act two, act three. They're like long plays. Yes. yes. And I'm into that. Some people are like, oh, when's this play over? I'm like, why isn't there a fourth act? I just yeah. want to stay in the theater. And so I like, this is why I liked the Westerns. They all come from a very like, genuine place. And yeah, they're like old morality tales. Yeah, yeah. always, yeah. yeah. Which is why Unforgiven is interesting because it flips morality or makes it ambiguous, at least. Like, there's not, you know, in Tombstone and in more classic westerns, there's usually a very clear cut idea of who's the good guy. And they call him the white hat and the black hat and and all that. But with Unforgiven, 
you know, the lead is an anti-hero and he's done some terrible things. He used to be a real piece of shit. Uh but he's kind of the he good says guy. It plenty of times. And then the the sheriff, the Gene Hackman character, is coming from a semi logical place. His tactics aren't always great, and he's a bit of a like dictator about it. But he's not necessarily all evil. Either. I actually listened to uh, Clint Eastwood talk about the uh, script, and he said that he thought that Gene Hackman's character was the hero of the story until he actually like started to get into the directing part of it. And once they started filming, he realized that Gene Hackman is is not a good guy for like three little moments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted it, to backhand Gene Hackman. Right, he's, make he's, him bleed. He's just got that hubris that like kind of gets in the way he's of He's that him. man that you're like, he's like, oh yeah, I'll fix it. And then his, he's like building his house and his roof sucks. He, ne- he needs one to plug out those, those holes. <laughs> That's true. I didn't realize that was going to fit in so well. Yeah. See, As your another pun. Often does. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be happening all episode. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like if this was, um, if Unforgiven was an old John Wayne movie, yeah, uh, the Gene Hackman character would be John Wayne, and he would be the good guy, yeah. and and it would be much more clear. Which is why Unforgiven kind of changed the game, I think, for westerns when it came out. It like flipped the whole genre on its it. Also, head. kind of ruined westerns for a while. Um, if you look at like after '94, westerns mm-hmm. didn't were not made because Unforgiven kind of Wild took- Wild West. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's have a, can God we damn. bring up Wild Wild West in every podcast episode I mean, that we do? It's the same team might... that brought you Men in Black, it's one true. of our previous winners. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I just want that to be a challenge for us. But... Somehow working well. And Wild Titanic. West. Those two always yes, come up for yes. sure. Yeah. yeah. Clint Eastwood took the genre. He flipped it. Th- flipped it on his back. Mm-hmm. And he basically was saying, "Okay, this is how westerns used to be. I'm changing it." Yeah. So it was kind of like, and I I'm comparing it to The Dark Knight in that. Um, mm. you know, all the Batmans were a little bit silly. Uh, that you know, Tim Burton's Batman's very dark, but still has like very campy moments in it. Yeah, Unforgiven kind of did what Dark Knight did by, or even Batman Begins by taking it seriously and kind of making it gritty and real and intense. Yeah, and so there weren't like gritty, super dramatic Oscar bait kind of westerns before this i think westerns have always kind of been a little bit over the top so this was like one of the first instances where it was very grounded and very real yeah and you know the good guy there you don't know who the good guy is you don't know who the bad guy is it's not as clear cut as it used to be right right it's Um, morally ambiguous yeah, yeah and and just as someone like clint eastwood being regretful of who he was in the past, basically that got the good, the bad, the ugly, that guy being regretful of that, just kind of like upended. He regrets the bad and the ugly. Yeah, yeah. he and wishes he that. was more good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the protagonist used to be the antagonist yeah. and feels bad about being the antagonist. Yeah, he feels bad. But what I loved about his character too is that he, um, you know, is such a bad ass motherfucker but mm-hmm. he is such a gentle like sweet dude like, yeah yeah he didn't want to you know have sex with that hooker when she offered it to mm-hmm. him for yeah. free yeah. she but not because she was all cut up just because he's faithful to his <clears throat> right. dead wife yeah yeah and he like loved his kids and like i don't know he's like a ideal man like a, a yeah yeah pa- like powerful strong but also sensitive and good 
And I like that it flips it on its head, but I also like the old school vibe of Tombstone too. Like the just sheer entertainment factor of Tombstone of just going along for the ride. I had a smile on my face the whole time. Right. It really feels like a rootin' tootin' good time. Yeah, it starts with that that uh, wedding scene where the cowboys are right all, immediately. Yeah, immediately really just like shoot out. I know. I was like, is this Quentin Tarantino? Both these <laughs> movies start very violently. I mean, yeah. Unforgiven with the the man just violently slashing a, a sex worker. Yeah, because he and, has a little dick. Because dude's, dude's got a little dick. Got a little oh, dick. That's the inciting incident of that movie. Toxic dude's got masculinity, a just so sad that yeah. he- She laughs at him and, and he takes it out. And Which then that, good for her. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But then, She's, you know- And she has a lot to compare it to. Some ladies right. back then would have no idea right. if that's big or small, but she's- And you know- She works in the did industry. Did you catch the character's name, the guy that cuts her up? His name, his nickname is Quick Mike. Oh, which I'm thinking like, oh. not to mention Gene Hackman's character is Little Bill, and he's not a small man, but he's not big enough for it to be ironic. So what is Little referred to? His nose. With, mm, his yeah. gun. His dick. <laughs> oh. Because I'm thinking that's why Gene Hackman let let him off. Like, you know, the reason- Because he uh, gets it. He yeah, he gets- The whole reason this whole movie happens is basically Gene Hackman's sheriff character- doesn't lay down the law as much as he should in that beginning moment. When when these guys cut up these these prostitutes or one prostitute and then they're tied up and they're everyone's so demanding action. Yeah, he empathizes. He's just like, no, give me a pony he, and we're good. He understands. But I, yeah, but I thought it, I thought it was because he wanted the ponies. Like he wanted. The, I think the it's horses. that, but I think there's some subtext there's some there. Underlying... I'm reading into the the name Little Bill. Little Bill. And why he's so violent later on, but refuses to be violent in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And I think it's because he sympathizes with this little dicked man, yeah. Quick Mike. Yeah. Quick wow, Mike. Quick Mike and Little Bill. <laughs> and doesn't really respect the hookers. Yeah, yeah that's another thing. There's it's a lack very of clear at the beginning that he just sees them as property. He's the yeah. classic sexist man. So, and just to be clear, we are calling them hookers in the time of this movie. We know, correct. right, right. We don't use the that jargon is going to be all over the place nowadays. Yeah. They are sex workers, but yes. I just want to be clear. Yeah. Which, thank you, thank you. Which, for by the <laughs> way, no. this oh, yeah. is a little bit on topic, off topic. Real in Tombstone, there was a real flash. Like one wagon went by that had uh, it said "equal pay for equal work, regardless of gender." And I thought that was like so a ahead of its time, even for the 1880s or whatever. But to throw it into this 90s move, movie while we're still having the debate, I'm yeah. not a history like, teacher or anything, but I do believe that women's suffrage uh, started around that time, like the the uprising of of women wanting equal rights. So it was cool that they included that. It's sad that we're still having that debate. It wasn't oh, even yeah. them saying give us the vote. It's just them mm -hmm. saying we deserve equal pay for equal work. And that yep. exact phrase. I mean, maybe it was a, a thing in 93, too, right. so that's why they threw it in. Yeah, there. I mean- The movie's trying to be woke for its time, I we've guess. We've talked a lot about Unforgiven. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, Tombstone. Tombstone. I Such a fun movie. Just a fun, uh, engaging movie. Probably the most quotable movie I, I've, I've seen in a very long time. You're a daisy if you do. I'm your Huckleberry. Mm, other quotes. I can't remember the single <laughs> quote because I was distracted by all the sexy mustaches. I, I, I wrote down one of Billy Bob's quotes. Real mustaches, by the um, way. Because once I learned Billy Bob had ad-libbed this, it blew me away because this, this was in the movie. And when I saw it for the first time, I was like, what great writing. Turns out he just pulled it out of his ass. 
uh, you know, he's playing poker and there's like a stuffed wildcat behind him. And he says, you bet that queen again, you son of a bitch. I'll blow you right up that wildcat's ass. <laughs> uh, you just came off the dome with that, Billy Bob? That's impressive. Wow. I can't believe that was Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. I don't. He was so chubby. I, I was watching this with my wife and and I had to rewind it because she was like, that's not Billy Bob Thornton. I paused it. Yeah. On the scene. She's like, that's not him. I'm like, no, that's him. That's him. That's him with an extra 50 pounds. He's so skinny these days. I For know. like the last 25 years, it's he's like been slender skinny. man. Yeah, it's pretty but... wild. <laughs> he's like a slender he's man. He's like a slender man. <laughs> but Tombstone was great. I had so much fun. I think the order that you'd want to watch these movies is Unforgiven and then Tombstone. Oh, definitely. Because it, it was like, Unforgiven is fantastic, but it's a heavy movie. It's very dramatic. It weighs on your soul in the best way. That's mm -hmm. why it won all these Oscars. And then Tombstone and then Tombstone comes in is like remember how it used to be bang yeah. bang 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 and it is yeah. so fun and it's just a wild ride and every time Val Kilmer is on screen I'm just delighted he, he steals the show I mean th this is a huge ensemble of of yeah. amazing actors and Val Kilmer is definitely the standout as yeah, someone he's who's dying yeah he's dying the entire movie and all of his lines are perfect um, one of the parts that stood out to me in that movie. Uh, in Tombstone was the scene where all of the cowboys and people of Tombstone go to watch the play. Yes. Because I was just thinking as like people who have done theater before, mm -hmm. how obnoxious it would be to try to perform in front of drunk cowboys. <laughs> like, yeah. They just almost literally get like killed. shooting the room. Oh yeah, they're shooting the performers. Yeah, they're, they shot yeah, that, they shot that, that one guy. The juggler comes out, they immediately shoot one of his pins. He's just like, oh my God, they're shooting at us. Yeah. He runs out stage. <laughs> he runs like and a then, vaudeville character too. He's like, oh. Billy Zane comes brrr. out, does some Richard the Third, I think. Uh, Henry the Fifth. Oh, that's it. I oh knew, my God. I knew Shut it was a name and name. And he has his composure. They shoot at him and he just continues continues with his soliloquy. And they, then they okay. respect it. And then they love and it. Like, yeah, and, and they're like, that's the most beautiful man I've ever seen. I yeah, know. there was, was there something like, going on with, with the guy with the glasses and yes, Billy Zane? I think okay. there was. Okay. There was a few moments of like unspoken, yeah. Gayness? There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow, there I were there that. were like glances, like little glances. Or he like, was he was very upset when he died. When he died, he was really he like, like held his hand. held his hand in a very Aww. loving. I mean, and then and then the white and like, Doc also loved like, each other. What? And he was like, "Oh God." I... Yeah, I didn't notice. You that. You could argue that even between Wyatt and Doc Holliday. Yeah. I mean, it's more bromance, I think, but there's a lot of love between them. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. There's a lot of love. In there's these, a lot of in love these in these movies. Yeah. Wild, I, wild west. I want to talk about the shootout at the end of Forgiven, because uh, Unforgiven, Unforgiven. <laughs> Did I say I forgiven? I just want him to be forgiven. <laughs> you just want him to be forgiven so bad, but it's that very shootout that doesn't allow him to become forgiven. Yeah, I. Um... Oh, it's so good. That scene is so good. That was what got me really. Like, yeah, he I is was... so intense in that scene. Oh my god, it's so Clint Eastwood. He's just like his eyes, like the whole movie. He's just like kind of squinting the entire like Clint Eastwood. His name does. should be Grit Eastwood because he's <laughs> got gritty. Grit. He's just so grit. But at, at in the shootout, his eyes are super wide, and you're like, oh my god, this guy's gonna kill everyone in this saloon. Well, he, yeah, and he yeah, only he has does. I, I mean, uh, he only has a few people in his life that he actually still knows and cares about that are alive, and to see your best friend or partner. Like, like as in an a ornament. casket in an ornament. Oh I mean, yeah, brutal. Oh my god, I would kill some motherfuckers too. It's also him letting out bah, bah. that dark 
passenger of his old past. You yeah, know? right. Like, I mean, he takes on drinking again. He's drinking whiskey again. The whole movie's trying not to. There's a lot of temptation between Morgan Freeman and him, and mm-hmm. he's saying no, but. He refuses to drink whiskey earlier in the movie when it would have warmed him up on the cold trail. He's right. like almost dying of hypothermia in the in the saloon afterwards because he didn't drink the whiskey because it's like cold and raining and Morgan's fine because he like was, you know, that's what you did back then. That's right. how you yeah. heat it up. I mean. Well, thank God he fell off the wagon. Right. If he didn't. He'd probably just go home, just kids. It would make it would <laughs> make the end of the movie nice life. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, probably the most Hollywood part of that movie, where it is just like kind of the vengeance coming out and true, just like classic Clint Eastwood that you'd want to see that sort of dirty, hairy persona happening. Yes, but it's still earned, you know, throughout the whole movie. And you feel a sadness for him because you're you're kind of like you want to see him like kind of succeed in being a good person. Yeah, the entire movie, and then. Obviously, when his best friend dies uh, and he feels guilty that he took him out on this journey with him, yeah, that takes him over over the edge. And I think you know that it's it's an interesting like take on sobriety, yeah, just like kind of relapsing and, and yeah, he's relapsing into murdering people, right? But it's also what he had to do to get that money. It was you know it's true. he never. Like he he always talked about how he had changed, but he never fully claimed that he was now a good person. And right. He's just like I'm better, and I'm trying not to be that anymore. But he knows he's still he's he's always talking about like guys like me don't deserve this, da, 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 and that's why that last line deserves got nothing to do with it is just so yeah. fucking great. And yeah, then and then beautiful. if you look at Tombstone, you got these uh, Erp brothers. It's weird to say that Erp Erp Wyatt brothers. Erp Erp. Um, Kind of like coming in. <laughs> Excuse, Excuse me. Yeah, cover your mouth next time you do that. <laughs> kind of coming in and and um, really wanting to like start anew and make money and then move on. That's kind of their goal. But then yeah. they get too caught up in what's going on in the town, and you know it ends up killing Bill Paxton, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, hits close to home. The fact that he's the first one that I dies, know, man. And Val Kilmer is almost dying throughout the movie, which kind of reflects life now in a way like bill paxton is no longer with us and val is i think on the other side of his medical issues but he doesn't have a voice anymore yeah, he, his, his yeah. acting career is dead his acting career is gone because yes. yeah he's he can't be on screen but i, I just yeah. i i yeah. find it interesting the dynamic between the two of you know one is about a man trying to get money and and ends up you know killing a bunch of people the other one is also about a man trying to get money and ends up killing a bunch of people. Yeah, but is on the other side of the law. That's true. Yeah. So I find that quite interesting between the these two movies. I've I found it odd. Like I recognize how traditional the uh, tombstone formula was mm-hmm. of lawman good guy, you know, criminal bad guy, and I thought I would reject that, but I just went along for the ride, and I I was so rooting for the cop the whole time which i wouldn't think i would yeah it's just yeah. like a it's a well-crafted story and it's like something we all know and it's like yeah. i didn't even realize how much i knew about the tropes of westerns until watching like i'm like oh you know you know about the saloons and all mm-hmm. of the if, you know the out of tune all i know pianos. about westerns is what i learned at six flags <laughs> yeah. fiesta texas hell yeah <laughs> san antonio Hello. baby i'm wondering did they not have piano tuners in the wild west they no. had to have I think that's a cliche in movies that's probably they, not they, totally accurate. I think they used an app. 
<laughs> no, I think there was a traveling. Oh uh, no, a man named um, App. Uh, he would come a man around. named App. He would yeah. come around. Wyatt App. Like, <laughs> yeah, Wyatt App. I can understand why the piano is out of tune because it's been traveling on a wagon to get to the saloon. But when it's been in the saloon for a couple years, there's usually a guy who would come around and tune that motherfucker. But yeah. in movies, it's always the most out of tune piano. It just bugs me. It's a trope of the genre that's yeah. always bugged me. I'm like, tune that damn piano. The f- uh, <laughs> one of the things about Tombstone, one of my uh, favorite scenes was uh, after the like main cowboy guy. I forget his name. He goes in the opium den, gets all high, and oh, then yeah. he shoots the sheriff. Yeah. He fucking ki- kills a marshal. He kills the marshal. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was hilarious to me because I just like, you can tell he's smiling and laughing the whole time. He's just like so high yeah, that he yeah. doesn't care. It's great. He's just like, my, you know, his his getting high and acting out is going out and just like shooting right. people he's is just, so he's insane. Being an outlaw in the truest <laughs> sense. Little fun fact: Stephen Lang, the guy with the like white beard, when uh, I get shot, the the one at the in at the OK Corral, he was like, "I'm unarmed. I oh, don't have oh, anything." Yeah, yeah. That guy, he was actually wasted that entire filming shoot. As really? he should be wasted. Like so that's he a was, method act. He was like dis- Val Kilmer was can do it. I can do it too. <laughs> he was disruptive throughout the entire filming. He's like, "Hey, art department, fill my bed with ice." <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. I can do that too. You know? <laughs> I can do it too. You gave me bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just oh, thought that was interesting. That's um, wild and unprofessional. But I it was the wild, it. wild west. Yeah, yeah like it it's was. yeah, that's annoying, but. I don't know. I guess it works on screen. He's like, I don't know who the director of this fucking movie is. <laughs> you look like you're doing it, but it's the the poster <laughs> saying you're doing it. He just okay, throws I'm up on Kurt Russell. I love it. I love it. Uh, this is a major change in tone, probably. But I want to talk about how brutal the whipping of Morgan Freeman Ooh, is. Oh my god, that shit is so visceral and rough, and it's interesting to me throughout all of Unforgiven that Morgan Freeman is in this movie and they never really address race or obvious racism in a movie that takes place in 1880. He would have just been freed 15 years earlier or bought his freedom earlier by being an outlaw somehow. But either way, that scene, I think, says it all without having to say, without like obvious you know, racial slurs flying around, just Gene Hackman kind of delightfully whipping this man it's says also everything. it's also the moment that we realize that gene hackman is completely a bad guy yeah oh yeah like that's the most like up until that she's done some like pretty shady things you know he's more of a politician but at that point that he's just an evil person yeah, yeah. it's like he he you know you could try to justify why and it's like he said he 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 said no, and then you know the the cowboys are trying to kill the other cowboys. So he's like, I got it, I got to go along with what I said. So now he's just like fucking people up who are yeah, getting, and fucking Morgan way. Morgan Freeman's character was just trying to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah he didn't even he would he already didn't, he know, couldn't do was, it. That's the it's sad very part. sad. And and Gene Hackman is like a villain who sees himself as a pacifist, kind of yeah. like Thanos in the Avengers. Yeah, movies, you're absolutely with right. Just like a few or you know a couple extreme violent acts. We can have complete. I wish they would have killed the Showfield kid because he was annoying. He was so annoying. fucking annoying. He was annoying. Did you shoot him? Did you shoot him? Did you get him? Did you get him? Did you get him? What's happening? Did I don't know him? if I can do this anymore. Yeah, like, oh. and I think part of that annoyance is because Clint Eastwood famously doesn't do a lot of takes either, whether he's acting or directing. He likes to do one, maybe two takes. So if that guy wasn't quite in it in that moment, which it kind of seems like he wasn't for some of those line deliveries. Then, uh, yeah, I mean, that, he's not—he's not, he's not as as tenured as right. Clint Eastwood or Morgan Freeman, and he hasn't is, gone so. on like who was James 
wolf vets. He's I can't believe something. I remembered that. That was wild. Yeah, good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, you're growing. I just, yeah, you're yeah. learning. That deserves you're growing. one clap. Or I'm just glued to IMDb <laughs> every time I watch a movie. Right, <laughs> that's, that's really true. what that is. Who dat? Who dat? Well, let's um, let's mix things up a little bit. Uh-oh. Huh? Let's do another segment, shall what? we? What? A second segment. A second, another one. Yeah. Howdy, partner. So, as with the Wild West, there's a lot of whiskey drinking. Nice. A lot of, you know, a lot of just gruff guys getting drunk left and right. Bartender, get me another one. And I know we've all partook from time to time. We've... We've drank in Mother Nature's liqueur. I don't even Mother know Nature's that Mother Nature's liqueur. Mother Nature's liqueur. That'll be on the merch. That's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, runs that, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mother course. Nature's liqueur. Um, but, uh, Find it in my next movie. I want to know... <laughs> I want to know some drunken tales of y'all's past. Oh, no. Something, we're not going down there. Sometime where you've been just rootin' tootin' drunk and mm. got into some trouble like a real outlaw. Greg, you know uh, this is recorded, right? Yeah, that's why you better choose your story carefully, partner. <laughs> so none of that time when we killed someone. Yeah, right? we're not going to talk I about mean, that. What? You know, we, 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 we don't I know talk what you did about last Jane Doe. <laughs> um, I have one. I have a good one. All right. Um, I was a bad, 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 <laughs> bad boy. When I was younger, I was also like going through some shit, but we right. don't need to go into that. But one night, <laughs> I went, to a friend's house and we played that game Edward 40 Hands which oh, if yeah. you don't know what that right. is where you tape two 40s to your hands which mm-hmm. is so stupid it's malt liquor it's full of sugar if you are 16 <laughs> yeah. or 17 and you drink two of those you are wasted it's oh, like yeah. five yeah. beers each it's insane it's yeah. like ten having 10 beers and you have no use of your and hands and you have no use of your hands <laughs> until ridiculous. you drink yeah. the thing so I drank both of those and then my friend was having a show I'm from Austin it was, in, it was at Red Eye Fly and we went to Red Eye Fly and we had X is on the back of our hands because we were under the age of 21. <gasps> so so we couldn't drink at the bar. <laughs> oh, I had to be 18 then. It was 18 and up. So Either way, not yeah, 21. Still yeah, still not 21. But um, there was a guy named Devin there that I didn't really know. Fucking and he Devin. Classic Devin. tried to wipe the X's off his hands <gasps> in the bathroom. And <gasps> so he got kicked out. And I had driven him to Red Eye Fly, which I do not drink and drive ever. It's terrible. And I'll tell you why at the end of the story. <laughs> but uh, once he got kicked out, my drunk brain was like, I drove him here. So I have to take him home. Like, I need to like take care of him. Oh, no. <laughs> so I left drove and this was all told to me after because I was blacked out at this point this is so bad yeah yeah we went to Wendy's (laughs) oh yummy (laughs) went through the drive-thru apparently I ordered a junior bacon cheeseburger not a triple double no they handed it to me I opened it took a bite threw it back at them drove away drove all the way home somehow (laughs) ended up in someone's front yard crashed my car into someone's front yard oh, no. and I had to call my mom and be like mom I'm in the neighborhood lost oh, <laughs> no. no you have to come find me and when she came I was throwing up and this kid Devin who by the way I did not know but my friend Devin had passed away like a year before so I think in my brain I was oh, like I gotta take care of Devin yeah which is very dark and sad classic Devin but, classic Cla- Devin <laughs> classic but when Devin. my mom showed up apparently Devin said to my mom he was fine until we started smoking weed oh I to say that Devin no Devin and so my mom had to drive this dude that I didn't know and she didn't know all the way back to Austin. Oh. And that night, that I is pissed my bed. 
what a fucking little cherry on top for that story. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. I feel so bad for those Wendy's employees. For the I know. I feel lawn. bad for me that I, I probably would have been fine if You're I would have finished the burger. You're the asshole in the story. I don't feel bad for <laughs> no, you. No, I'm the, You're I'm the, the hero. You're the Gene Hackman. I'm the hero. Okay, well, that that is wild. That is a That's crazy That's my root and tootin' story. That's pretty fucking root and tootin'. Um, I, I have an, an interesting drug story. Um, I have never blacked out except for one time. And well, I, you got to try it. Yeah, man. <laughs> never, never in my life. After this recording, let's let's go. Hit <laughs> you guys want to go black out? Yeah, yeah, let's do All it. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, and I had gone to a party in Galveston, uh, in Texas. Y- yikes! Everything happens in Texas. <laughs> Everything happens Everything in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had bought a bottle of Goldschlager. Ooh, to, oh, to take that's with always me. bad. Yeah. I mean, I was—I think it was like that cuts the eighteen or nine esophagus, yeah. so that it was the bad. alcohol absorbs. Yeah, more and I tried to like share it with. It was like my social thing. Like, here, have some. I brought this interesting drink that has gold in it. I'm rich. There's <laughs> gold in there. There's gold in this drink. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for them coyotes. And <laughs> and uh, no one would take it, obviously, because it's Goldschlager and it's disgusting. And uh, I ended up drinking the entire bottle myself and it was a big bottle uh, it was a handle yeah it was a huge bottle like a, of goldschlager okay i um, hate you i <laughs> i um i remember talking to someone on like a log and then i i remember having a conversation it was going really well i thought and then nothing i don't remember anything from that moment and then i woke up and my friend was driving and we were at the beach somewhere some beach mm. little did i know that we had drove <laughs> driven to corpus christi how far is that for us non-texas galveston to corpus christi is probably like an hour and a half two hours maybe? Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah further south so i got i was maybe like immediately further. i immediately woke up and i was like what the, what's going on you pull over and i threw up and my he man. was like i don't know where <laughs> <my man. laughs> i don't know where <laughs> i don't know where we are um he's like i'm trying to find selena anything for selena my my friend was like i i don't know how to get home so he just kept driving he just kept driving so this was before this is probably some more drunk driving happening yeah yeah yeah. yeah. don't do it hey you know we were all young dumb and full of cum at one point well some of us are still the latter well i'm dumb and full of cum i'm just not that young anymore (laughs) right <laughs> but yeah, that was a uh, that was true. the one time I blacked out was thanks to Goldschlager, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, don't drink Goldschlager. Don't, or don't do it or Jaeger. I never have. Don't that shit's then. bad too. I've had some. In fact, I think that's what maybe I was drinking with this story. Wow. Then I'm a, are, uh, are, are you all wrapped up? Oh no. <laughs> What's the story? So uh, yeah, it was probably Jaeger. I don't know. That's that's a mistake of my Jaeger youth bombs. that I've put behind <gasps> me. This is actually I would say more the day after a blackout where I'm still drunk slash hungover. It was right after my 21st birthday. Uh-huh. Um, and my so birth- last year. So last year. Yeah. So he could legally drink. <laughs> um, we get yeah, it, so, Greg. So I was a good boy who waited. I didn't have a single drop of alcohol until I was 21 exactly. God, a- <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. What but, a good boy. Uh, so I went out hard the night before because it was my 21st birthday. Uh, the, day, the day after that was the first day of rehearsal for a play that was done by a professional company in St. Louis, the St. Louis Repertory Theater, ah. which was like our on, it was kind of like on campus professional company that did, you know, I don't it was know. weird. It was a big deal back then in college to get cast in a rep show. And yeah. it was Macbeth, and I had a speaking role. 
And so there was, you know, I should be taking it seriously as the point. You had one line, ladies and gentlemen. One I had line. like three lines. Thank you very much. <laughs> I had the most of any student in the production. Thank That's you. That's true. Um, true. As an unpaid student. <laughs> I had a line off stage. Uh, there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> I but, had a line and then I saw the show. Well, there you go. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, we're at the table read, and everyone is really in it, in their characters, super dramatic. There's all these like big, amazing actors around that I'm kind of intimidated by, but I am still drunk. I'm also, it's a drunk turning into a hangover. I was there for oh, this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you were there. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, anytime I'm drunk or hungover, it always involves puke Gross. unfortunately yeah so trigger warning for that but i'm sitting there at the table read and i'm like oh god oh god i gotta spew i gotta spew but i can't like make a scene and like run out and you know so i i it's winter time um and i have a beanie on uh this is not the first time i've done this in my life i i take the beanie off and just under the table really really quietly and carefully um, let it all out into the beanie, and it was quite enough that the only person who immediately noticed in that in that moment was my friend Mike sitting next to yeah. me. None of the real professional actors took notice, mm -hmm. um, which I was happy about. But I'm sure I looked like shit. Sneaky, sweaty. You see, that's me. I'm a sneaky finky. That's what I do. That's why I'm that outlaw. That is unbelievable, yeah. and also like, what a tight knit hat you were wearing yeah yeah it was a very thick beanie um <laughs> what'd you do with the beanie afterwards i threw it out i i yeah like that was your favorite beanie too i mean yeah lucky i had a lot of lucky that's how he it was a beanie part. time of life back then because i lived in a cold climate and i like beanies yeah and it was a very like 2009 kind of fashion you know but yeah that's uh that's my story and i'm sticking to it baby <laughs> i would just like to say um don't drink and drive folks yes get an uber Call you a know friend. What? Just don't drink. Call your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if you got to drink. Or don't drink. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is a lot like these stories could have been avoided if Uber existed back then. That's probably, true. You know. Yeah. You would have just called Devin an Uber. I would. I would have called. Uh, a, or yeah. I wouldn't have because I was black out. But probably my friend would have called Uber. Sure. Sure. Hopefully. And I don't and know how Uber would have saved me. Selena. I still would be hungover and puking in a hat even with Uber because <laughs> that's the way I live. You my life. You still could have called an Uber while you were puking. Yeah, but then I'm causing a scene. I can't do that. <laughs> well, now that we've discussed both of these movies, and now that we've talked about some our, fun, our drunken stories, mm -hmm. our outlaws Past stories, let's make a decision. Okay. <gasps> Final thoughts. Here we Final go. Thoughts. This is a tough one. I was really torn. Me too. And I'll say again, not a not a Western person. But yeah. after this, all I wanted to do was watch more westerns. But I don't know. Maybe these are like '90s westerns, and maybe I won't like the other ones. <clears throat> Give we'll it a try. See. Yeah, watch watch some. I know. Yeah, I know, this is if, to you, if you were looking for a sign to try something new. This is it. <laughs> yeah, go out there. If and you try need something a new, new genre that you need to watch immediately, yeah, look at these movies. Check 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 um, check it out. So I think that Unforgiven might technically be the better movie, but Tombstone is a more fun movie. It's yeah. a more entertaining movie. You yeah. know, it. I really enjoyed the ride more, but. Unforgiven made me think more afterwards. It made me like ponder life and all its complications. Tombstone had this like it, real feel of like old Hollywood and very like the lines were super quotable. All the actors were fantastic. Val Kilmer is a standout. And then you have Unforgiven, which is very like deep and, and grounded and more of like that that best picture quality. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, Unforgiven had a man who was flawed, who turned 
him his life around him was just a good man that was fighting for the honor of this woman that he did not know basically mm. uh, sure he was going to do it for money but at the end of the day he was doing it for not only his friend but this woman that he yeah. he didn't even know which is the most honorable thing that you can do tombstone <laughs> was a bunch of um brothers who you know, didn't want to get involved in the town really, and then became part of the town and had to fight these cowboys. Yeah. And for that reason, Tombstone was very entertaining. Unforgiven was very entertaining. But for the reason of Clint Eastwood's character being a stand up dude fighting for the honor of this woman and then like fighting for his best friend, I am choosing Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, I think Clint Eastwood has the best character arc. Yeah. Uh that I've seen in a western to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um I think his character even though it ends up bad, it, it's still one of the greatest character arcs that I've seen. Tombstone on the other hand, I cannot get over how good Val Kilmer was oh, in that. Oh, so movie. good. I cannot I can't get over, you know, it's the he quotable had a bed lines. Full of ice. He did it's cuz of the <laughs> bed full of ice. Um, and Kurt is and great. And the mustaches. Yeah. Kurt is mustache wonderful. Sam is great. I might change my vote. Kurt should have been in. <laughs> he should one. be in. It's a tough. Kurt should be in every Western There's, there's ever. more hot guys in, in Tombstone. Yeah. Sam Elliott's perfect yeah. in it. Like, there's not a bad performance Mm-mm. in Tombstone. Um, whereas, I, I guess that you could say the Schofield kid, like in Unforgiven, yeah. was quite annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah. But that's know, also how the character's written. Yeah, a yeah bit. the character's no, yeah, written that yeah. way. Yeah, no, the, the character is written that way. But yeah. I, for some reason, I, I enjoyed myself a little bit more just watching Tombstone. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tombstone. Ooh, okay. All right. So it's not unanimous. We got one and one. Um I I just wanna say that I, I loved both of these yeah. movies and this was really tough. And I agree with all of these sure. points. I'm gonna call Clint Eastwood oh, after Lord. this. I really and tell him. I really <laughs> do think him. that Tombstone is more rewatchable and more fun. And if if I'm just like, you know, hanging out on a Sunday and want to put on something fun, I'm putting on Tombstone. I don't know when I'm going to revisit Unforgiven again, but it'll probably be many years because it's yeah. just it is a lot to sit through. But I have to admit, it is a better movie on the whole. It uh, has a little bit less of that cheese Hollywood factor. Um, it it has more to say. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with Michael here and go Unforgiven. Rightfully right so. I mean, yeah. this, this was tough for me. Um, I, I'm it's all a for hard that. choice. Uh, honestly, at the end of the day, the thing that about Tombstone that made me kind of check out was if the last 15 minutes yeah. were yes. just not in that movie. It goes I on. I probably would have chosen long. Tombstone. Just that yeah. whole love story just kind of didn't fit in the movie. I know. Right, all of a sudden, it was right. like a Christmas Carol at the end, and, and he's like cheating like, on his it. wife for this love story. She died, right? Yeah, yeah she she's killed addicted herself. to opium, opium or something. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a drug. Um, but he just abandons her in her most needed moment. <laughs> yes, and then very true. Up, they make this lovey-dovey love story, but it's really him right. being a dog. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> being a dog. Yeah. A hot diggity dog. Wiley, well, okay, Wiley there dog. you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Unforgiven moves ahead in the bracket. All right. Bium, 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 bium. We have our winner. 
At Cinema Smackdown Pod, we're just three guys talking about movies that we've seen. But boy, howdy, we would love to hear what you've got to say. Follow us on social media and join the gang. Now, we don't want to have to hogtie you, so add us on Instagram and Twitter at Cinema Smackdown Pod and join in the discussion. yippee ki motherfuckers! We always like to enjoy a nice conversation while we enjoy the sunset from behind our computers. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear how you killed a man with your bare hands to get revenge for a house full of hookers, just like Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven. We appreciate the interaction. So join in the discussion at Cinema Smackdown Pod. Next week, we get into horror Ooh, movies. Spooky scary. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's uh, We have uh, <laughs> two of the greatest slasher movies ever made. Um, mm. It's going to be Halloween versus The Nightmare on Elm Street. <gasps> I've never seen Halloween. Wow. I've never seen Halloween either. What? I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I have too. And I've oh seen God. moments of Halloween, some iconic, famous yeah. moments, kind of like how I was with Tombstone, but I've never seen Halloween. So people say that Psycho started the slasher genre and Halloween brought it into the modern world. Well, I can't. Way oh, because boy. I love spooky time. It's time to cuddle. Yeah, cool. it's it's spooky. October now, so we're finally getting into spooky season. Yeah, I love uh, it. So love yeah, it. it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, okay. Till next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Michael, and I'm Greg. Bye. Bye.